You are listening to episode 37 of the Level Up Your Wedding Film Business Podcast. Whether you're in the thick of your wedding season or you're finding yourself with a minimal to-do list these days, there are several things you should pause to take care of sooner rather than later. Today, I want to give you some tangible and tactical advice that you can implement today that will ultimately make a huge impact on your business. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of this show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level. And I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. So let's level up together. Before I get into the meat of today's episode, I just wanted to start off by making a quick announcement. Um, Today, I officially launched my own rebrand of my wedding film studio. I am no longer Fleeting Moment Cinema. I am now just Taylor Petrinovich. This has been something in the works for a few months now that has really been something I wanted to focus on and honestly 2020 seemed like the perfect time to implement it since there's not that much going on because of COVID, you know. So anyways, if you want to see the rebrand, I would love it if you would check out my Instagram. I am now over at Taylor Petrinovich, that is T-A-Y-L-O-R-P-E-T-R-I-N-O-V-I-C-H. And you can check out my website as well. I will link those in the show notes in case you want to check it out and show some love there. Next week on the podcast, episode 38, I am bringing on my brand designer, Krista Jones, and we are going to be talking about why you might want to consider doing a rebrand as well. But now we're just going to get into the meat of today's episode, and I think it's something that a lot of you are going to benefit from. So before I get into the list of the tactical things that you can do literally today to uplevel your business, I want to start off by setting the scene of where I want your mindset to be. It's important to realize that we train our clients to think of us in a certain way. It is your responsibility as a business owner to set the scene and the stage for how you want to be perceived in the industry and by your clients. The way that you present yourself and your business both online and in person speaks volumes to how you want to communicate and be perceived. So if you want to be continually pushing forward to whatever that looks like for you, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you are, then it's really important to act accordingly. So what does that next level look like for you? What types of clients do you want to be serving? What types of weddings do you want to be filming? It's important to really get that nailed down now so you know which direction you should be going. But no matter where you want to take your business, what niche you want to serve, whether that's elopements, destination work, or just something more local to your own market, you need to act like you're playing chess and try to think a few moves ahead of where you currently are. It's kind of like the old saying, don't dress for the job you have, dress for the job you want. So put your best foot forward, and start acting like you've already arrived at your goal or your destination. So I'm going to go over eight things that you can do today to make sure you're on the path to elevating your business. These are all components of your business that may seem simple and like they don't matter very much, but what they are actually doing is sending a very specific message to potential clients, whether you realize that or not. So the very first thing on the list is to make sure you have a custom email address. There is no reason in 2020 for you to have at Gmail account, at Hotmail, or whatever um, generic email address you may have. 
It is extremely easy to go into Google and get a free G Suite account um, that is to your URL. So for example, mine is taylor at taylorpetrinovich.com, um, but yours can be hello at whatever you want it to be, but it's really important to have a branded email address. With this, says to potential clients and to planners is that you are professional, you are polished, you are intentional, that you're taking action to put your best foot forward in your business. I think I only pay like $50 or $60 a year for my G Suite account. And for me, paying that amount for the perception of professionalism is well worth the investment. Number two on the list is something that you should be adding to your contact form, especially if you're looking to level up in pricing and in the marketplace. This may not apply to you if you are trying to go for elopements, um, but just bear with me here. And that is to add a field to your contact form for your client to input the name of their wedding planner. By adding a field for the wedding planner on your contact form that signals to potential clients that you expect for them to be likely working with a planner. It's a very, very simple and indirect way of saying that you are hoping that your clients are working with a planner. It's not saying that you are requiring your clients to work with a wedding planner, but it is saying that it is something that is expected. And it also speaks to who you wanna be working with as well. So the third thing on the list is going to need for you to make some changes probably across the board, whether it's on your website, in your emails, on your proposals that you're sending to clients or your contract. And that is to stop calling it pricing and start calling it investment. The moment you switch from calling it pricing, you stop becoming a commodity and a commodity is defined as a basic good used in commerce that is interchangeable with other goods of the same type. And what that means is that you're a dime in a dozen um, and that you are not unique. And so we wanna flip that mindset and think of you as an investment. When your clients are booking with you, they are investing in your art in you as a very unique artist and filmmaker. So just that very simple mindset shift that you are communicating to your clients can change the whole way they look at you. So just to summarize that quick one, stop calling it pricing and start calling it investment. That flips the script and makes pricing not become the very first thing that they consider. It makes it more of a secondary or tertiary consideration when booking you and it puts your art and your brand ahead of the pricing in the importance category. So number four is to upgrade your Instagram bio. And I wanna start off by saying that your bio should be very, very specific to your brand and your ideal client. And things that I want you to not include in your bio are generic phrases like, I love love or I love weddings, okay, get those out of there, and as well as anything that actually has nothing to do with your brand. So unless coffee <laughs> plays an integral role in your branding, then it should not say anywhere that you love coffee or you love dogs or you love travel or anything a little bit more generic that, yeah, of course, we all love <laughs> coffee and we all love dogs and we all love to travel. So those things are not doing you a service, um, and I, I know that 
it's taught by a lot of people, especially if you have a personal brand, to put more of yourself in there. But I think that you can dig a little deeper in there and really start pulling out things that are not only true to yourself, but also that your ideal client will be able to relate to. So an example of um, one business that does a really good job of this is actually um, a previous guest that I had on my podcast. She's a copywriter and her business is called Copy Uncorked. Her whole brand is about like the wine theme. So her packages are based off of um, different size like bottles or glasses of wine. She has like it's, it's very like wine infused with her whole brand. So in that case, it makes sense to have something about wine in her bio. But if you do not have something specific or if you're not specifically trying to market towards an ideal client who's like very into that specific item or interest that you may have, there's no really reason to put it on there. It's kind of like the about page on your website. Like, yes, you should write about yourself a little bit, um, but really it's meant to be about the client and what you can do for the client. You're shifting the focus from yourself to your client. And if you've read the book um, by Donald Miller, Building a Story Brand, a lot of people talk about it on podcasts and in YouTube videos and Facebook groups. Um, If you haven't read it, I suggest you check it out. It goes um, through basically that entire mindset shift of making your business less about you and more about your clients and how you can serve them. Because that's ultimately our role. Our role is not to be the star of the show. Our role is to serve our clients. So circling back, making an Instagram bio that speaks directly to your ideal clients and what they value and what you can provide for them based off of their values and their wants and their desires is going to go a lot farther than just listing off random things that you like. (laughs) So not saying that you're doing anything wrong if you're doing that. I'm just saying that it's going to give you a leg up if you can be a little bit more intentional with your Instagram bio. So the fifth thing on the list is to stop calling your packages packages. (laughs) Okay, bear with me. Start calling them offerings or service offerings. And what this does is that just elevates the way your clients perceive what you're offering them. Especially as you get into the higher level pricing and market, People do not want a cookie cutter experience. They want a custom offering or custom service that was built just for them and their desires. And an example that I like um, that I've heard before is like the car, the Rolls Royce. So it's something that not everyone can have and they're actually all customized to the buyer. So no two Rolls Royces are exactly the same because they are all custom built. And so if you can start to change the way you think about packages and make them a little bit more custom, Um, however that may look for you, whether it's an a la carte system or a truly custom proposal where um, through working with your clients and um, figuring out exactly what they like and drawing up a very custom proposal just for them, um, I think it's important to stop calling them packages. Um, Like I said before, it's just is going to elevate your perception in the client's eyes, make you seem a little bit more high-end, make you seem a little bit less cookie cutter and like a commodity like we were talking about before. 
So really all you have to do is go into your website and change anywhere where it says packages and replace that word with whatever you like out of like these options that I'm giving you, offerings, service offerings. Um, you can use collections, but that still sounds like packages because that communicates that it's like a prepackaged um, collection. So offerings and service offerings sounds far more custom and elevated. So number six on the list is to make sure you have a streamlined headshot or profile photo. So if you have a profile photo for your Instagram and Facebook pages, um, and I'm talking about business pages here, um, that is your logo, um, that's fine. Just make sure you're always using the exact same logo. So the same background color and the same like primary logo color and the same icon on there. Um, make sure it's all just consistent. Although unless you are a very high volume brand with multiple teams going out and you are not in any way the face or the artist behind your brand, um, I recommend using a headshot of yourself. People really like to work with people, right? We don't like to work with like huge corporations or feel like we are just a drop in the bucket to them. By transitioning to it being a headshot of you, it automatically asserts yourself as the artist and as the business owner and it makes you a lot more um, less of a commodity again and more of a one-of-a-kind unique business owner that can offer something very specific to your clients based off their needs. So I know this is like super small little incremental changes, but trust me, like they all really add up and start communicating something very specific over time if you do all of these things. So like I said, if you have a headshot, which I recommend unless you are one of those people that I said before, make sure they're all the same headshot. This very same photo should be used across all platforms and because it can become very confusing to people stumbling across your business and your profiles if it's different photos. Like it can, it can just seem very um, jumbled. It can seem very unprofessional. So just choose one headshot, use it across all social platforms. The end. Number seven is going to maybe take you a little bit longer. Um, but again, this can all be done today as soon as you're done with this episode, and that is to audit your Instagram. The reason I want you to audit your Instagram is so that you can become much more intentional with who you are trying to attract to your business. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to scroll back to your very first post on your business Instagram and start with a very, very critical eye archiving every single post that does not fit with your ideal client and who you're trying to attract to your business. I've talked about this before in the podcast. Um, I'm trying to take my business into a very specific direction. I'm trying to go for the luxury market, um, which means naturally that I'm no longer trying to attract um, more like elopement feel um, clients or like barn weddings or things like that. So this is a process that I've been going through over the last few weeks. And so if you follow me on Instagram, which like I said before is now at Taylor Petrinovich, um, you'll see that I have far fewer posts than I had before. Um, so far, I think I've pared mine down to like 100 and, from 170 posts to down to close to 100 and I still have a long way to go. Um, but go through and with a very critical eye, figure out if each post serves you or if it's going to hold you back. Because when we're trying to book that next client, 
especially if you're listening to this podcast, if you're trying to elevate your business and continually pushing forward in the industry, we don't want to regress. So think of every single wedding you book as an audition for your next wedding. So it's like a ladder. Each wedding can be the rung that can help you step up, up and up and up to get to the top. So there, not that there is a top in this industry, but you understand my point there. So you don't want to be stepping downwards. And if you think that a post on Instagram is going to attract clients that are actually kind of like below the level that you're currently at or that you're trying to reach, then it's really doing you an injustice. I would prefer to see only 20 posts on your Instagram of the same five weddings just over and over rather than 200 posts of weddings that look nothing like the ones that you want to attract. Quality trumps quantity here every single time. So go through your Instagram with a critical eye and start archiving. You don't need to delete the posts, okay? They don't have to be gone forever. You can archive them and that will allow you to, if one day you decide you want that on there or maybe you um, change your mind, you can reinstate it and it will appear back on your Instagram feed or on your page. But get it off there. <laughs> Trust me. So this is the very last um, point in my list and that is to audit your website. So you've just gone through your Instagram and taken down everything that does not serve you and your business anymore. And we're going to do that with our website now. So first thing I want you to look at is your portfolio. And we're going to do the same exact exercise. So take down films that do not fit with your ideal client and that will not serve you in climbing up that ladder. So you need to be having a critical eye here, like I said before, and be very honest with yourself. And maybe you want to enlist a friend, a family member, maybe your partner to help you with this, because I know we all can become so attached to our work and we have our favorites, but sometimes that can kind of cloud our judgment um, based off of like the actual quality of the film. And this is something that um, I've had to do as well, because I become attached to my clients, my films, because I associate them with such positive feelings. But they might not be as good as I thought they were. So so you should have somewhere between four and six films in your portfolio. Um, anything beyond that is totally unnecessary unless you think every single one speaks your ideal to your ideal client. Um, maybe if you're a superstar, maybe they totally do, and that's awesome, that's great. But, um, but really, all you really need is four to six films, and so just choose the four to six that match the best with your ideal client. And I will say that um, it's okay if two or three of those... Uh, well, let's say 50% of those are only like teaser reels, um, so shorter versions. So I know that sometimes, especially for me, like there's enough of really good content from a film or a wedding that can create a killer Instagram reel, a one minute reel, but maybe by making the five or six minute film, um, it starts to kind of like lose its quality because it becomes diluted with a little less than ideal um moments from the day, maybe the venue wasn't that pretty or, um, you know, there, there might just be something about the day that like isn't necessarily speaking to your ideal client, but more than likely um, you'll be able to pull together a 45 to one minute, 45 second to one minute reel that will speak to your client. You can pull out the very best moments from the day um, and kind of angle it to look that way. And that's okay. You can have a few of those on there too if you don't think the full highlight film um, speaks to your ideal client. So we're gonna go through our portfolio. Then I want you to make sure all of your colors and your fonts are on brand. Um, like I said, next week, we're gonna be talking about when you may want to consider doing a rebrand. And so that's gonna go over um, 
the concept of like font and color psychology and if you don't think that what you currently have is serving you in your business and moving to the next level, then you may want to consider doing a rebrand, which um, I just did as well and no regrets there. So make sure all of those things um, match and then make sure your the verbiage you use on your website also fits your ideal client. So really go through here with a fine tooth comb and pull out any wor words that you do not think are serving you anymore. I know that building a website, especially if you did it yourself through a template, is very, very time consuming. And so it is our nature to build it one time and then kind of set it and forget it for a year, two years. Go through now and really make sure what you have written on there, because people do read what's on your website, is serving you. And if it's not serving you, then take some time this week and try to rework it um, into a more polished format. So this includes your titles, um, and all of the copy in the bodies of your pages. So those are the eight things that as soon as this podcast episode is finished with, you can start doing today. And trust me, they are going to make a bigger impact than you think. In this podcast, I've talked about the concept of micro changes before, and that's just the concept that tiny incremental changes over time really result in something big. And these are eight things that are really going to add to elevating your brand and your business. So I'm going to go over those um, eight bullet points just one more time in case you want me to recap. Number one, have a custom email address. Head on over to G Suite. It's not that expensive. Bite the bullet, get a custom email address. Number two, add the wedding planner to your contact form so that your client or if a planner's filling it out can input the name of the planner. This signals that your ideal client um, hopefully is working with a wedding planner. Number three, stop calling it pricing and start calling it investment. This switches you from a commodity to more of a unique artist that provides one-of-a-kind services. Number four, update your Instagram bio. Try to avoid generic phrases and be really intentional with what you put on there. Number five, stop calling them packages and start referring to them as offerings or service offerings. Make it a more custom experience for your client so they do not feel like they are receiving a cookie cutter experience from you. Number six is to streamline your headshot, or in some cases, the logo you use in your profile photos across social platforms. Number seven, audit your Instagram and archive anything that does not fit your ideal client. And number eight, audit your website and especially your portfolio and the copy you use on your website. So I really hope that this episode is helpful for you and I really, really want you to go through this list and make sure everything is um, on par with where you want to be headed because it's a lot easier to reroute yourself now and make sure you're headed in the right direction. Just adjust those sales accordingly rather than end up in a completely different area and have to like work really, really hard to, um, to get back on course later. So making incremental changes like this is going to be easier in the long run, even though it might be a pain in the butt to do today. So, <laughs> but especially if um, you're going through the COVID thing like I am, I'm located in California, which has a lot more strict um, restrictions on weddings. So really all I have is proposed, I mean, not proposals, excuse me. All I really have right now is elopements, which is, as we all know, slightly less time consuming than real weddings. And so more than likely you have some time right now to do these things that will ultimately serve you and your business in the long run. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful and I will talk to you guys soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. 
I want to hear from you, my listeners. What topics do you want to hear about on the podcast? Head on over to my Instagram at the level up co and send me a DM with topics you'd like to hear about. As always, I would love it if you left a review for the podcast, wherever you're listening, that goes a long way in helping more people find the show. And until next time, friends, just keep pushing forward.